everybody, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies, Three Dads, Three Very Different Scenarios in the middle of Heatwave and the European Championships, so life is okay. Adam, Benny, how you doing boys? I am so hot, I'm going to apologise <laughs> now. There will be background noise from my microphone because I have to have all of the windows and doors open in the house, so you can hear things like that mic- motorbike just go past then, <laughs> but I hate the heat. I like my body can't stand it. I like the heat mentally, but my body is just not built for it. It's built for being immersed in the Arctic waters while I hunt for kelp. I'll apologize for that, but yeah, it's it's a nice, beautiful warm week. I've really enjoyed going out for dog walks. But yeah, yeah. I've got more stuff I can say about that, but we'll come to that later. How are you, Benny? I really like the heat. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I am um, actually like quite dark skinned. Like I've got quite a dark complexion, so I really do well in the heat. It's humidity that messes me up. And then I don't know if it's happening for you guys, but over here in East Anglia for the next um, four days, we're having like mid to 20 degree temperatures and um, lots and lots of rain. So I'm going to be suffering for the rest yeah. of the week. It's uh, it's com- commonly known as swamp ass weather yeah <laughs> or you can abbreviate yeah, it to, just messes me up abbreviate it to swass there's a big swass day that's what it is yeah i sell a, i sell a swass suzuki do a swass that's what i uh <laughs> of course they I do sell. of course they do the suzuki swass oh my god yeah next to the fucking Google it. it's a real thing next to the fucking toyota gooch dribbles i guess or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's good they don't do like a Hawaiian beach party version of the swast, because then it'd be the swastika. I knew. Tiki, oh my god. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Up yeah, to, please. Off to a rocking good start. <laughs> yeah, off to a great start already. No, I, yeah, no, the heat and me just do not mix. Any uh, everybody who knows me, within ten seconds, I have to tell them that I hate the sun. I hate the heat. I hate the summer. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fairly sure I do get reverse sad as well. You know, like seasonal affective disorder. Because in the summer, I am just the fucking most miserable piece of shit on the planet. And then wintertime comes around and I'm happy, cheery. I love going out for runs in the winter. It's great. Get that, you know, like, in, like vests and shorts as well when it's freezing cold and raining and stuff. Oh, yeah. Love it so much. Love it. Love that cold weather. But yeah, this weather can already do one. I uh, Yeah. It's just, I just I, can't. I agree. God, can never, can never get comfortable. I can never, I can never cool down. You know, you have a shower and it never takes. So you get out of the shower and two minutes after you're sweating and you think, what the fuck what was the fucking point of that? And why did I even bother having a shower? It's such a waste of time. Whereas in the winter, at least I, I, I think about most days. Yeah, yeah, fair point, actually. Yeah. But in the winter, at least you can wrap up warm and, you know, get all nice and snuggled under your duvet or something. Whereas in summer, oh, you just yeah, lie there. Sweatshirts and hoodies out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sweatshirt and hoodies. Sweatpant- oh, comfy hoodie. sweatpants on. Oh. Hoodie weather is the absolute best. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, winter, no. But that's because of the the darkness and and the lack of daylight. If we could have, like, this level of daylight like we have in the summer, but it'd be nice and cool and even have snow like we do, that would be perfect weather. But that's why I like autumn. It's that perfect mix of we get enough daylight, plus it's, like, long sleeve top weather. And occasionally shorts, occasionally jeans. It's a nice mix. Like that September, October weather. Perfect. Same as like April, May. 
That's yeah, April May's the one for me. Because you come out of that long, cold, dark period, and you're like, right, as soon as we have more than three hours of daylight, I'm in shorts. Like, we go outside. <laughs> no, see, I'm, I'm the April, opposite. April. I, prefer, I prefer autumn because I know it's leading into my happy time of year. So as soon as the yeah. leaves start to turn, I get all giddy. And you know me, boys, every day is shorts day for me. I am one of those twats who just wear <laughs> yeah. shorts every single day. Doesn't matter what the you weather's doing. you got to get that sperm count up. I, it's true. It's true. I need the uh, I need the coldness around my testes. My boys, uh, my boys always get too hot. They run. They run warm. It's not fair. <laughs> I, I'm with you too in terms of like September, October sort of time, but I prefer the spring for two reasons. Um, April is obviously a special month because that's the month that Freya was born. The showers yeah. to April and uh, end of April, beginning of May. This is very nerdy and very, like, almost weeby of me. April and May is cherry blossom season, and there's lots of cherry blossom trees around Lois often. I like to go and uh, look around, look around, especially in the park that um, me and Dan went to, like, a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, that park. Okay, They're yeah, cool. That, that sort of park, that park, there's trees down by where tennis courts are, and they go bright pink cherry blossom for a good week. It's one of the reasons, like, like I said, it's a bit weeby, but it's one of the reasons at times I want to go to Japan is during their... Um, cherry blossom season which is like a yeah. week long and varies from year to year so it's almost impossible to find at the right time but yeah spring's the one for me definitely yeah those yeah, pictures i think i'd have to agree you've got i love the colors of autumn and that feeling of like oh we are changing that feeling of change but i think the spring is a lot more hopeful because you know you've got a brighter period in life You've got all the stress of Christmas and what have you out of the way. Yeah. You've got bank holidays coming. Two bank holidays. Yeah. You've got chocolate day. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> loads of stuff coming. Like loads That's of good stuff. That's zombie Jesus day to the religious ones out there. Yes. <laughs> Benny, you do have some... Oh, go on, Ads. Okay, right. This is... Just... I, I was thinking, I don't have much to say about what my kids have been up to. And then you just reminded me... The big thing that I've had to be doing with Daisy is trying to make her understand that uh, Christmas Day is not Santa's birthday, it's Jesus's birthday. <laughs> that in, in her mind, right, Don't we've had a big discussion about this. Santa was built, born before Jesus, so he's always been around <laughs> when Jesus was there. That's why Jesus got gifts on his birthday. And. <laughs> On Christmas Day, because Father uh. Christmas made sure they were delivered there. And that he is also born on Christmas Day. They share a birthday. That's why it's a special day and he goes out and does this stuff, because he's celebrating his own birthday. And he's being generous and giving gifts because he's happy. And I He's a philanthropist. Exactly. The thing that got me was like, that's actually like a really reasonable thing to say that he's giving all this stuff because mm-hmm. he's happy and he wants to celebrate a special day to him. But then I had to explain, well, no, because of Easter. And she said, no, I think Easter is also Jesus's birthday. And I said, <laughs> well, no, he died at Easter and said, yeah, but he came back to life. Didn't it's he? Second it was birthday. Like, is that the Queen? Shit! That he did really get <laughs> reborn and then go to heaven, and she's just utterly schooled me on yeah. bloody religious holidays with her child logic and convinced me that actually, yeah, maybe Santa has been around for longer than Jesus. <laughs> it's not a bad point because 
you could be on the cusp of something fantastic here, where this could be a breakthrough into a new religion. I don't know what you'd call it, but there is, I think, you could, if you can somehow work out that Santa or Father Christmas was the original man, yeah. I think you might be onto something there. And then you can weaponize it. You know, like like Scientology, like tax breaks, and you have to pay to go up the yeah. chain. And if you pay to go up the chain, you get better presents at Christmas and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. And you need like a you need like a celebrity spokesman who becomes a Santaologist or something like that. I don't know who, but so you really need somebody. While. So in Christian terms, um Santa is Adam, the Adam and Eve Adam, not um yeah. Adam Adam on the podcast, Adam. It's one and the same, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or Santa is uh, Chernabel from a couple of podcasts back. For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Mrs. Claus is Eve, which then makes sense. Yeah. And they were born on the like the day that God created Earth was actually the twenty fifth of December. That's why he sent his son to be born on that particular day because it was a nice round number. It was like seven thousand years exactly after, after the world was created. <laughs> Bam, Jesus! Right, another two thousand years. Bam, there we go. There are dinosaurs just standing like slightly off screen, just shrugging. Like I thought they wanted us for this part. What's happened to us? Yeah, a Santa <laughs> yeah. Cl- like Santa Claus dinosaur as well. I was told to get here for twelve. What's happening? <laughs> if Dan Brown's listening, you can't steal this for the new installment of the Da Vinci Code. Okay, that's this is our yeah, I'm copyright. Gonna, We're copyright. I'm going to post this. this podcast to myself. Yeah, <laughs> that'll protect it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a non fungible token that you'll need to get for this. I'm afraid, Dan Brown. <laughs> Tom Hanks can still star in it though. We love Sully. Oh, we love Tom Hanks. What? We love. I mean, he got oh the my guys. god! What I found out. Talk about Christmas and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks played like ninety percent of the roles in the Christmas film, The Polar Express, including the little boy, which I did not know. What? I don't know if either of you have seen that film recently. Yes, but I, I did not it. know I've that. I've seen it. Yeah, I watched. Uh, there's. These uh, these YouTubers called I think it's the Corridor Crew, and you may have seen like their Nerf War videos where they did like John Wick but with Nerf guns, and they did they do like loads of uh, VFX for films and stuff like that, and they have regular YouTube videos where they look at the the CGI and stuff and and stunts done in films and they critique them. And one of the ones I watched recently was looking at the CGI and the effects done in the Polar Express. And what they did was they got a bit of back uh, behind the scenes footage and it showed them doing all the mocap stuff, which I knew they did. But that included Tom Hanks doing the little boy. And it showed like him doing the facial movements and everything. I didn't realise he did that that role as well. It's crazy. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing He's he can't goat. do. Yeah, he might be the goat. He might be a, one of the goats. He is. Well, he is one of the goats for show. Sure. Yeah, definitely. No way. Did you know that? I learned this this week. Did you know that Tom Hanks played a psychotic teenager in a movie where these friends are playing Dungeons and Dragons, and yeah. one of the characters, Tom Hanks, goes crazy because at the time, around the time of the Satanic Panic and all that kind of thing, they believed. Out in the you know the crazy fucking I'm guessing white middle class world that Dungeons and Dragons would lead your children to want to murder people. 
and Tom Hanks played like in a TV movie played one of these kids who goes crazy because he's watching Dungeons and Dragons and he's saying <laughs> things like can I fly I think I can fly what am I yeah. doing I don't know who I am anymore <laughs> just because he's playing you know because he's rolled a seven or something <laughs> yeah it's uh, mazes and monsters that's it oh, yeah, mazes and the monsters there you go yeah and it was his first like lead role in a film but yeah it it came from that that whole like moral panic about dungeons and dragons and that all stemmed from the the i think it was the disappearance of someone yeah a boy went uh, missing yeah boy went missing but it was like a university student yes age. that's right so it's not like a little boy that's right. but it was at a college and it was a famous private eye who had sold some cases got involved with this and despite evidence to the contrary saying that oh well he was just suicidal and he just went away by himself potentially to commit suicide because one of the things that he found out was this guy went to play Dungeons and Dragons he blew it out of proportion and the the guys at this university the Dungeons and Dragons players they played in like a little room on in like one of the basements and he blew out of proportion thinking that, oh, well, I've been invited to this game and what's going to happen is I'm going to be led around all of the corridors where all the pipes go in this basement and uh, stuff's going to happen. There might be like weird drug stuff and weird sex stuff. And it wasn't. He was led to a room and it was just a couple of guys with like some dice, paper and books, like every yep. D&D game. And because he was like this famous guy and he wanted to keep his fame, he wrote a book about it and just blew it out of proportion. And this guy who was missing, he was found alive and well. By a couple of months or a couple of weeks later, he was suicidal. And he just left with the intention to commit suicide. And he changed his mind. But he didn't return and didn't get in touch with his family because it, he thought they'd be ashamed of him. And that's why there was all this panic about him going missing. But none of that mattered because the story was then out there that D&D was this this whole satanic thing where people did weird sex stuff and like try to commune with devils and spirits and stuff in in weird basements and cellars underneath buildings. So strange. Yeah, I think the I think the lad was was gay. And I think he was struggling yeah. with that, and he and he said that he didn't believe his parents would be accepting of him being gay, and it made him very depressed. And yeah, he, like you said, he went away to, he just disappeared and went away to be by himself to try and you know think about committing suicide, and it was just that was all it was. And then yeah, he just turned up and said, "No, I'm I'm alive. It's I'm okay. You know, I'm, I've, I've I wanted to sort of kill myself and I've not done it, but I am alive." Yeah, and but that's it's I mean that's like the the West Memphis Three, which was also. You know, like these these three teenagers were accused of killing a child as part of a satanic cult, and there was no, there was nothing that said they'd done anything about it. All it was was basically on the word of a couple of people who said, "Well, I think I saw them out in this field one night, and I think maybe they'd drawn a a pentagram on a tree or something," and that was all it was. And it was, yeah. you know, something ridiculous, something ridiculous like that. And it turned out that they'd had nothing to do with it at all. Nothing to do with the murder of this child. And all it was, it had just been blown out of all proportion in the media. Because at the time, there was all this fear-mongering in the right of America and the white middle class in America that all these teenagers were, were for some reason, Satanists. 
which you know, which is just the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, but that, that moral panic never goes away. Oh no, because it never af- goes. after D and D, it went to what went to like video nasties. Yeah, like Driller Killer and stuff like that. And then obviously video games, where it's never really gone away from video games, mm-hmm. uh, because it's been exacerbated by things like the Columbine shootings and yeah. things like that. And mo- moral panic will always be around, like music, moral music panic as well. Even now, like music for yeah, years and years, music. wasn't it? Like if yeah, going as far yeah. back as Elvis, that people were just <laughs> if, like furious that they would show this man wiggling his hips on television. I mean, there was just so many complaints about Elvis Presley. And then it, you know, and then yeah. like you say, you know, further on, I don't know if you know about the Judas Priest case, where the, they said if you play the song, one of their songs backwards, there's a message <laughs> in it, which was, you know, it was something stupid like, you know, kill them, kill them all, or something like that. So they had Judas, like Rob Halford and the rest of Judas Priest, go to court to defend themselves that there were not murderous messages in their songs if you play them backwards, because yeah. Rob Halford said. Well, if you play this song of ours backwards, it sounds like we're saying "Buy the teddy bears some chewing gum." So they did, and it sounded yeah. just. And he said, "This is ridiculous." And they were like, "Oh yeah, that is ridiculous." So that's been <laughs> and like, and then it, obviously Marilyn Manson and all that kind of thing, and um, gangster rap and all that kind of stuff. That yeah. oh, it's terrible. It's corrupting the youth of America. And I mean, the gangster rap one's real interesting because that's, that's why we now have parental advisory stickers on songs, which isn't. Yeah. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I think that's a good idea because back in the day when we were buying CDs and things like that, we didn't really have this massive library of the internet to go and check what was on there, or my parents didn't especially. Hmm. So if you saw a parental advisory stick, advisory stick, you'd think, okay, so there might be something on there that my 12-year-old probably shouldn't listen to, so I won't buy that. And I think that's fine. I've got no issue with that. But the reason it all came about, again, was just it was just ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think a lot of parents would pay attention to that because you know there are there's a BBFC in Britain. Oh, of course, and of they, course. they certificate uh, video games. Yeah, and the number of children that we have come across playing something like GTA Five, yeah, for example, yeah. which is an 18 rated game. Yeah, parents don't care. Parents don't no, care. Don't. And that game features graphic torture scenes. Where you can kill a person by basically attaching them to a car battery and electrocuting them to death, or like drilling through their face. <laughs> it it's like fine, yeah, we'll get my kids to play that because other <laughs> kids have it. It's, Which yeah, is the weird the, thing, the, isn't the it? Because are, if... the kids have got to seem you seem to be cool and what have you. The, yeah, the, the way the way that the white middle class panic has taken over now is with uh, being offended with people being quote unquote woke. And actually, you know, um, having a sense of moral justice, that's what the white rich yeah. folks are worried about nowadays. It's fucking nuts, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. nuts. Oh my god. Yeah. Or, a couple of years ago, do you remember Momo? That was the big <gasps> oh, thing. Momo. The big do you know moral that was panic. Com- do you know that was completely made up as well? <laughs> oh yeah, it's completely it was, fictional. That was not a thing. So, no, Momo was... Uh, uh, do you, do you remember sculpture? what that was, Benny? Yeah, it was, was a it sculpture. Sort of sculpture. Yeah, it was a Japanese sculpture called Motherbird that was uh, a few like years before. It was like 2016, and it was basically this spooky image of the like this elongated bird-like woman's face that 
looked a little bit realistic in the tone of its flesh and its eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it basically got shared around saying, this is Momo. If you don't know what Momo says, she'll kill your family tonight. <laughs> and people believed that this was a real thing, despite there being no evidence in any country. Even, I think it was Argentina was like the only actual report that that was linked to a real suicide of <laughs> someone, and then it was disproved. And I know all this because I had to speak to my kids' primary school about it yep, when they sent too. a very detailed booklet yes, out. Yes, they did. Explaining, <laughs> this is what's happening. You mustn't let your child on WhatsApp or on mobile phones or on Messenger or anything like that, which you shouldn't do with your kids anyway if they're at primary school, really. Yeah. I mean, that's a different conversation, but because of all this thing. And I know all of that because I wrote a very detailed email to the school saying, are you quite mad to be <laughs> sharing this out? Was that the subject? Was because that the subject it's completely fed. It was, effectively. <laughs> like, dear, dear sir. sir or madam or other type of basket case, what the fuck... <laughs> Why, oh, why, oh, why are you perpetuating this type of moral panic when it's not real? Because they take this whole, like, safety and e-safety thing very seriously, and rightly so. Yeah. But just to share any old thing out, because it's the latest hot trend on Facebook. And that's what it is. It's social media. Like, Dan, you're saying, oh, we didn't have the internet around, so we couldn't really review an album based upon its warning. The internet is actually causing this to be so much worse than it oh, possibly yeah, that's was true. at the that time. That is true. Yeah, as that's well. true. I think your letter should have been just one line, which should have said, if you don't stop sending these things out, I'm going to get Momo to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Momo to be says. fair as well, to be fair as well, that that um, that image is scary. I find that unnerving. And it's I think unsettling, isn't it? It's very unsettling. And I love the way that, Sort of, I mean, we've spoken on Asian horror films before, but they always yeah. unnerve me. Of every kind yeah. we've spoken about, I watched one the other day called The Wailing. It was very unnerving. Oh. I don't know how they yeah. do it. They really get under my skin. And that image was the same. And it kind of made me go, ooh, yeah, that's a bit creepy. I don't like that. And I'll sometimes get like a flash image of it in my head and think, ooh, no, like I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a bit too scary. But yeah, just ridiculous. We got booklets, we got letters, just so you know. There's this image going around on YouTube that's telling kids to kill themselves, and they're doing it. Like, who? Where? As what are you talking about? So I just researched it, and it took me 20 seconds to be like, oh, oh it's just bullshit. Okay, fine. Oh, yeah. Fine. Like, that's I know. I, I have to, like, stop it. When I see, like, my older relatives, older family members posting bullshit, I just go, well, <laughs> actually, Snopes says it isn't this. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't think they appreciate it, so I've just given up. Telling him, and it's like, dude, you have to stop believing everything you read and everything yeah, you exactly. hear because it's the internet, and we're of an age where we grew up on the internet, and we know people lie on the internet. We're of the generation where we've probably got several different types of usernames that are in no way linked to our names or what we do, and like tons of different email accounts, because some we use for like junk, some we use for different websites, and that type of thing, where we were so precautious not to let anyone on the internet know who we were in real life. And now both generations, like either side, are the complete opposite. It's like, oh yeah, this is me. 
oh, you want to know what my porn star name is? And all I have to do is put my social security number as my first name and my bank account details as my last name. <laughs> That's my porn star name. That's hilarious. Put it on Facebook. Tap, 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 tap. And it's out there. That is the weird oh. thing, is that the people who are the generation above me, so obviously our, our parents, they're the most gullible kind yep. of people ever and i think hang on a minute you were the ones that taught us all right and wrong and all that kind of thing and my dad believes that if you're listening all right but he believes everything <laughs> he reads on facebook every time he'll send me so many pictures that are clearly photoshopped or videos yeah. that are photoshopped or fucking edited and i'm like how do you think this is real it's not <laughs> real what's wrong with you and he just believes everything he reads on facebook and he it's that kind of my dad, I, I had to do the same as you because he he kept posting things about how we won the war and stuff like that. And I just had to reply one day saying, I can't believe you don't know your own history. <laughs> like, yeah. We didn't win the war. We did our best for a long time. And then other things happened. If you want to take, if you want to score points, basically Russia won the war. If you're looking at it yeah. in that particular way. I mean, exactly. they fucking gave up everything and just threw as much human suffering and misery at the problem as they could <laughs> until it got fixed. Or, you want to go a bit further, you could say that Hitler lost the war. It's those. Yeah. It's one of those two things. The combination of Hitler losing it, Russia winning it. We just kept them at bay as long as we could. That's all we did. We didn't win mm. shit. Yet all these people, and it's like, he fucking, he sent me a video about, God, about a year ago of a guy walking along a beach and then suddenly a killer whale comes out of nowhere and eats him. <laughs> just like, and he was like oh my god have you seen this and i was like yes about seven years ago i saw it on fucking steak and cheese because it was a fucking stupid bullshit thing that somebody steak clearly yeah shout out something you know somebody that fucking clearly photoshopped it like this is yeah. not real it's like it's, it's so infuriating and they it's got just... a bigger Ebaum's World watermark in the top right hand corner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's this guy Ebaum? He seems to find all these clips. Is he always there? What's going on? Like, no, you don't understand. And they all fucking read the Daily Fail and shit like that, and they just believe oh, everything that they God. read or see. They have, they don't seem to grasp the concept as well that all these newspapers are owned by these single people who are pushing their narrative. It's like when you have the elections yeah. over here, like. Whichever party is better for those new papers to side with, they will start publishing headlines to suit them. When Tony Blair was clearly going to get into power and was the next big thing in British politics, all the fucking red tops were going like, oh yeah, Labour's got these great ideas. Yeah. What are the Conservatives doing? They hate the common man, blah, blah, blah. And then the next time it looked like fucking David Cameron's going to go in, all the red tops are then saying, wow, these Labour ideas are ridiculous. Yes, because it furthers their owner's agenda. But they don't yeah. seem to. They don't seem to understand that, and it just it fucking drives me mad. <laughs> it drives me mad. It's it's just a product of being in that generation and not having that kind of media savviness, because they they've grown up in a generation where the media was so much more restricted. So yeah, yeah true. I suppose you had kind of no choice but to believe what was on the yeah. two three channels that was on TV at the time. And the whatever radio stations are out there, and if they were a national radio station, then they're probably owned by the BBC as well. So you're hearing the same news from the same source. Whereas now, the BBC is a very biased news source, because it's being held over 
the coals by the current ruling party. Because it's, well, if you don't toe the party line, we're going to remove the license fee or we're going to reduce it and you guys are just going to have to uh, not be the BBC anymore. <laughs> and and just remove all of that and fire people and it'd be such an impact to the world, really, if we lost the BBC, that they'll toe the party line. That's why when certain protests happen in London, you'll find out about that on certain newspapers, websites, with different angles. So it'll be one thing on The Guardian, it'll be one thing on The Daily Fail. The BBC won't report on it. Because although it's happening in London, it's not what the government wants you to see and be aware of. And there's been loads of instances around that, especially around the Black Lives Matter movements Mm -hmm. and the protests that were happening around the country. When there was big protests in London, practically no reporting from the BBC compared to any other news source. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's disgraceful. It's just mad. It's just mad. And the the best, the absolute best place to get up to the minute true news stories is on Twitter and Instagram and places like that, because people just will take out their phones and go, right, I'm filming this right now as it's happening. Here's what's happening, and that's yeah. it. I remember, do you remember, do you remember a few years ago? God, probably, God, it's more than 10 years ago. Now, all the riots were going on and things were being burnt. And there was like, oh, yeah. It was absolutely crazy. I was on, I was watching a, a YouTube channel and all it was, it was three Asian lads who just had a camcorder and went out and filmed. And there, yeah. all they did was film. And I was watching the news and there was something reported on the news that I'd watched them report as it happened. And the news story was complete bullshit. Because I was thinking, yeah. this looks familiar. I was like, hang on a minute, I watched this last night. That's not what happened. Because the three Asian lads just literally filmed it. Here's what's happening now. Watch that there. And that's what and that's what they did. Yet the BBC was saying, oh, and this happened. I was thinking, no, 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 that's not what happened. I know what happened because I watched it live. But like, yeah, yeah. like you say, the, the generation above us, that's just, okay, yeah, this is this must be true because the news is reporting on it. It's yeah. very peculiar. Very peculiar how... I guess, like, our generation is just Bane. We were born in this. We know it. You've kind of tried to adopt into it, but you you don't understand it like we do. You can't get it like we get it. And I think that's why... Exactly. I think that's why we're going to be... Our kids are going to be a lot safer. We've basically gone and trudged through the shit. We know about things like screamers and stuff like that. The amount of times I've had to say to Sarah... This is a screamer. I'm fucking telling because nothing's happening. Just get ready. Yeah. And then she'll go, Whoa! <laughs> like when a, fucking, <laughs> when a woman in witch makeup jumps up or something. And I was like, I told you it was a screamer. She's like, how do you know? I was like, because I, I got got about 10 times by them and shit my pants. So now I yeah, can spot exactly. the warnings a mile off. We've, we've all leaned really close to the monitor to try and do that last maze level. It <laughs> was really difficult. <laughs> to follow oh, the car God, across the mountain road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the what? Oh, the car one. Jeez. The car across the mountain road. I'll never forget that one. Leaning in, going, "Fucking, what's that car doing?" And then, like, two seconds later, I'm trying to like, my heart's fucking jumping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we were born in it. We lived it. Oh, exactly. Dude, it's like the whole the thing that annoys me, and this is me being curmudgeonly, is the way that the word troll has evolved over time. Because I was a troll back in the day when it was. No. Harmless in- internet jakester. Stop. Where it was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna say something to you that's just ridiculous, and you're gonna go, hang on, that's not true. And I go, yeah, it is. Have you not seen the news? 
Yeah, I've seen news. It's not that well. I'm afraid you'll have to look closer because it's definitely true. Uh, have you not heard of this thing? It's the latest product that com- that's come out. No, I've never heard of it. Oh, you must. And just fibbing to people in a completely harmless way. Not like going on Twitter and you go, you know what? Your children are fucking stupid. I hope you die yeah. of cancer. Yeah. That's what people think a troll is now. And that's not it. That's not a harm. That's no, that's a criminal. A cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, that's Horrendous. a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Be- being a troll to me is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to make that person believe that actually Ipswich doesn't exist and never has existed and i'm going to change the wikipedia page for ipswich to say fictional town that's what being a troll is it's a merry <laughs> japester it's a trickster god it's a trickster god it isn't if i find your address i'm going to send you human feces through the post which is what people think trolls are now and i know language evolves but it, it infuriated me for such a long time that that had changed, and it was people not of the generation that trolls evolved in, like our generation. It's it's the older generation who don't understand what the actual terminology is, and then use it in a different way. You're right. I always had my idea in my head that I always had an idea in my head, but trolls were like uh, wannabe hackers because I feel like you had someone say like you were playing COD or whatnot. I mean, I didn't play COD because. Oh no, good at it. But say I was playing Fever or whatnot, and I absolutely kick someone's ass, and they say, "Oh, I've got your IP address now. I'm going to um, download all the. I'm going to send you a bunch of bloody child porn yeah. and get you arrested." That's that's what. That's yeah, mind. that that's, like, that was kind of part of the evolution of it, I suppose. Yeah. Is like the trolling. I got in it would be I've got your IP address, and maybe they have found it, and they'll say, "Right, I'm going to delete your account," and then nothing would ever happen. Yeah, it's it's just that. Oh, I'm going to do this to you. Here's yeah. a lie, or I'm going to get your email address up and sign you up for like weird newsletters <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. I'm I'm, I'm going to like share your email address in like gay forums and gay message boards <laughs> and pretend to be you. That that's like that form of trolling where nothing bad's going to happen <laughs> and people aren't going to hate you at the end of it. Like, they'll hate the troll, but not you as an individual. But, yeah, it's such a completely different thing. Boys, if you think about, like, that we lived through Internet 1.0. Yeah. That is kind of crazy. And the things that I remember, you know, the things I've seen when I was, like, first on the Internet, probably, how old have I been? Probably 16, 17. And the things that you would just click on and not care. You would just watch, like, oh my god, this guy's gonna get he get he gets beheaded by a tiger. Whoa, there it goes. Jesus, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> we click on the next one. What's this one? Yeah. Where, this... Where's that man putting that jar? That yeah. could be going up his bum. Oh my oh my god, it broke. Oh. <laughs> What's this man doing with his horse? Hang on a minute. Oh, oh my god. Oh, is he dead? Oh my god, he's dead. Like yeah. that's it's so much safer now because we live through that. It's no wonder all of us are messed up. We had to live through the internet 1.0. Exactly. And now we're on internet exactly. like 15.3 or something, and our kids will be fine because we've lived through it. Yeah. But no, I mean that's it. A troll would be someone going, Oh, have you heard about that new political party? Uh the yellow party, Lemon Party. If you go to lemonparty.org <laughs> 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 and you'll find out more about their policies. Don't and then that. you get them, it's just a photo of loads of old gay men. <laughs> that That is I, what being a troll is. It's not like a, 
oh, you know what? I'm going to uh, make sure everyone knows that you visit there. And that is actually your dad. And he yeah. sexually abused you. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm going to get you to lose your job. People are going to like yeah. not be friends with you anymore. They're going to call you a pedo. Your life's going to be ruined, exactly. basically. Yeah. yeah, that's not a troll. That's just a piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit human being, definitely. I feel like that um, the Impossible Maze video that I mentioned earlier taught me never to trust the internet ever again. Because every yeah. time I see like a slightly suspect video, I uh, shrink it down to a very small size just in case there's a, there's a scare coming along. But, that, but that's or, true, yeah. though. You're the, right, the though. That's the thing. thing. The more modern thing now is like uh, Facebook videos with um, the the fake orgasm sound, like turn the, the <laughs> turn right up to max, blasting yeah. your ears off or blasting your speakers out. I feel that's like the more modern version of that now. Now that my friend, that Craig, is... my friend Craig is a fiend for them. Yeah, that is trolling. That is what trolling is. It's a harmless yeah. prank. That yeah. v- very quickly, it's over and done with. It's a trick. It's a jape and a joke. <laughs> You're up to innocent shenanigans. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, offbeat shenanigans. Not stuff where, like, you're saying someone's a Nazi and like get, making them lose custody of their children through <laughs> Twitter. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell! <coughs> Excuse me, Benny. We have to. I, we we shouldn't really. I can't believe we've already talked for this long. But you did have some hashtag content today, as Freya for the first time yes. went to one of our favourite places. Yeah, so we had to um, went on a road trip to Norwich today, which is about Norwich. a forty-five minute drive. It's the longest time Freya's ever been in the car, furthest she's ever gone. Uh, we obviously we had to pre-plan like her bag with a couple of bottles and um, like change and stuff. Funnily enough, um, uh, the second we got to Norwich and got out of the car, I think the car had a similar effect as the uh, the vibrating bouncy chair that I mentioned last week. Because uh, the second we got out of the car, we smelt her and uh, we smelt danger and had to somehow find in um, it used to be called Chapelfield. It's called uh, Chantry Place now. Um, we had to find wherever the hell the toilets were in there to, for the first time. Uh, use a public uh, baby changing area, which was an experience. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Um, that's always fun. It is. But something I discovered there, it, therein that I didn't know before, is that um, these um, baby changing areas, well, at least these ones in uh, Chantry Place, have um, their own private toilet in it. So I feel like a bit like a VIP, because I was like, oh, um, awesome, <laughs> just a... Uh, if you, if you finish uh, just doing up uh, little Freya's nappy, I'll just nip off to the toilet while you uh, while you do that. I did all the heavy lifting the first time around. I did all the cha- the changing and the wiping, and I'm like a surgeon. I get like the uh, the young boy to close at the end just to put everything <laughs> back together. My work here is done. And then uh, yeah, we went to Freeman and their baby's favourite restaurant, Wagamama, at the end, where uh, we had a nice little table with a little bit next to it to put Freya's pram and I did the most a very dad thing which was hold her in one arm and eat ebikatsu with um, chopsticks in the other with the other hand nice basically lifting, lifting lifting the uh, lifting the food overhead uh, her head to get it into my mouth that's good that is a good time was had by all yeah I know I'm proud of myself and proud that I can still use chopsticks after such a long time of never having to go to Wagamama very good, but I say it's it's a big week ahead for Freya, or well, a big couple of weeks coming ahead for Freya. Um, so we're recording today for those who don't know on uh, Wednesday the sixteenth of June on the 
Tuesday, the 22nd of June, uh, Freya is having her first round of injections. Oh. Yeah. And um, I've been I've been demanded that I had to take the day off work to go with Blossom to have this done. Unfortunately, I worked yeah. over bank holiday, so I had a day in leave to use. So I said, okay, I will use that for Freya. So I will be there to hold her hand or I don't know what I've got to do. Actually, this is all very new to me. But I will be there for the injection. And the it's other... just administer administer daddy cuddles afterwards. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh, well, do the patented, uh, do the patented the... Benny bounce walk. Yeah. <laughs> the majority of support is probably going to be like the day or two after. Yeah. Because I always found with my kids that that sent them like just absolute mad arsy, like <laughs> unwell, like like we all do or like the majority of the population has this negative reaction to your second COVID jab. They go, oh, I feel really fluey. It's basically like that yeah. with the baby. So make sure well, you've got plenty of like infant cowpole. I was going to say that the, um, the advice we were given by the um, um, health support worker, I can't remember what they're called now, I'm so sorry, um, is to give them cowpole the day before, or the one and off. I can't remember the, which one it is. Just yeah. oh, half an hour before Blossom just told me. Just to, just to get their, their body ready for it. The other thing, the other big thing that's happening is on uh, the 1st of July, Freya is finally, after, I mean, that would be, what, nine weeks of her, no, ten weeks of her being alive, is finally going to be registered. We've got oh. an appointment with the registrar in Great Yarmouth to finally make her an official living human being with a birth certificate and everything. Big mistake. Oh. Big mistake. <laughs> We because right now, right now she's black ops in training, and you just you know <laughs> you're taking that away from her, Benny. She she will be great, uh, not Great Yarmouth. Where about she live again? I forgot. <laughs> Somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah uh, Great Yarmouth's close enough. Yeah, she'll be Great Yarmouth's answer to Jason Bourne, and you're just now ruining <laughs> that chance because now she'll actually exist for reals in the real world, and I think that's shameful. Yeah. Cur- <laughs> she currently, she's a uh, she's a free man of the land. And yeah. So she gets pulled over by the police, but she can't get uh, detained. Yeah, <laughs> clearly the rules immunity. don't apply. I've been detained. <laughs> yeah, I have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> well, on the uh, on the first of July, it's being revoked. <laughs> it's just been revoked. <laughs> nice, good line. Well played. Well played. <laughs> the uh, the other thing that happened um, today. It's a bit of like a, a sobby thing, and I'm sorry to, if I'm going to bring the, the whole mood of the podcast down. Um, we took Freya, my nanny passed away um, nearly two years ago. Oh, Christ, it was nearly two years ago. Bloody hell. Um, she, we, she passed away nearly two years ago, and we, quite morbid, I guess it is now, thinking back of it, we took Freya to see her, essentially. My nanny is like the the first like real big like member of my family who passed away and considering like I was in my thirties when it happened, I feel like I've been very lucky. My yeah. my granddad on my dad's side passed away when I was eighteen, but I can't say we were definitely not as close as I was to my nanny. And I got kind of like, you know, we're standing there talking to well, again, what sounds crazy now, talking to a, a bit of slate on the floor with some flowers in it. Talking yeah, talking to that, saying, This is Freya, you know, you'll be really You'd have loved her. You'd be very proud of, proud of her, and I kind of got a bit overcome because I it made me think like my nanny had great grandchildren, but I was the on the first like of all the great of all the grandchildren she had, I'm the first grandson to have a a kid, and that kind of like 
it knocked me in a way that I wasn't prepared for. And fortunately, like, uh, Blossom was there and she kind of picked me up. But yeah, I had a, a kind of... It shook me. That's, that's the only way I can describe it. But yeah. hopefully, like, uh, again, I'm just trying to make Nelly Lily proud and hopefully I'm doing a good job. Blossom always tells me I am, but she's got to say that. She's my fiance. <laughs> she's slightly biased. Exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure she'll soon tell you if you're not doing a good job. Though. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it goes yeah. the other way, she'll soon say, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> dickhead? <laughs> there's nothing, nothing oh, mate, no. there's nothing mushy or soppy about that. No, I don't, there's nothing wrong with perfect. that at all. Yeah, that's perfectly, perfectly normal. Because you it's have that... Fact. Go on, mate, go on. I said, it's, it's more the fact that it just came out of nowhere. Like, I was thinking, I thought about it, I said it, like, out loud, and then suddenly, like, it just flicked a switch in me, and I, like... Was like yeah, like I got very emotional for like a couple of minutes, and then yeah, that was it. It just came, it came and went like a wave, essentially. That's yeah. that, that. That's those. That's that dad emotion. Yeah. Is that even though you obviously, like you say, you miss your nanny a great deal, and you you know you said that at the time when she passed that it was a really big thing for you to have to take on, but when you've got your kid there, mate, it's ten times worse. The the yeah. wave of yeah. emotion is ten times higher, and then like you just drop ten times lower. Because yeah. it's that, it's everything. It's the, not cliche, but it's that circle of life and yeah. a generation moves on and then this generation comes in and all that kind of thing. I I still get, I still get bummed that my grandparents never got to meet Sarah. So, sorry, no, she got to meet my grandmother, actually. She never got to meet my granddad. Mm-hmm. But he was the same. He was like somebody I really looked up to and I really loved everything about him and i just thought he was yeah. the best guy ever and i you know he was here I, he was i think he died when i was about 23 24 something like that mm. and that was the, and that's that's my wife and again it's it's the same thing with georgia and obviously with my mum and everything and yeah there's, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that mate at all it, and i think i guarantee now there's people listening to this that are thinking yeah i've done that i did exactly the same thing mm-hmm. and you feel crazy because you are just talking to essentially nothing but you have that connection there. There is something there. I was going to bring this up at some point, and I guess this is a good point to do it, but I don't know if you guys ever believed in those kind of connections with people that was not otherworldly. That sounds stupid, but I can't... You know, like one of those things you can't seem to explain. And I didn't... I thought it was all stupid until I'd had a... I used to go and see my mum on um, a couple of times a week, and I'd always go on a Saturday morning when she was at the care home, when she was being nursed. And we'd always watch like Saturday Kitchen together and I'd stay there for a couple of hours, have a bit of dinner and all that kind of stuff. And there was one Saturday and for some reason I really didn't want to go. I can't remember why. And I think I've said on this before that my mum's medication used to play sort of crazy with her brain, which was already, you know, had big problems anyway because she'd had a stroke. But I think the two times before that I'd gone, she'd been really horrible to me, really horrible because she was you know, frustrated and couldn't get her words out and all that kind of thing. And she was just really mean and nasty. And I remember sitting there and in, our, in mine and Sarah's house. And I used to leave at half past nine. And it was at 9.29. And I was still thinking, I'm just not going today. There's no fucking... I don't, why do I need to go? I'm not going to go there and just get abused by this basically invalid woman lying in bed. Why, <laughs> why would I go there to get abused by her? You know, it, it's, it's annoying. And I still had all the guilt and everything because, you know, it's my fucking mum and she's had a horrible accident and all that kind of thing. But I was just thinking, I'm just not going. I'm not going. That's it. There's no way. And it got to 9.31 and I was rushing, putting on my shoes, getting my coat. Like I was like, no, I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to go. And I walked in to my mum's room. So I drove there, walked into my mum's 
room in the nursing home and the first thing she said was, oh my God, like I thought you weren't going to come. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> she said, I don't know why she said, but I was terrified you weren't going to come today. And I was just like, I was driving home in the car and I was I like, I was like in floods of tears <laughs> because I was like, that can't be like, did she, f-? and I don't understand how maybe she thought I'd been mean, like, oh, I had been mean to him. So maybe he won't come today. But I was so viscerally not going to go and see her and not take any more of her shit. And I just thought, have I willed that from my house into her brain in her nursing home? <laughs> and it's, it's fucked me up ever since for things like that. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't believe any of it for the longest time and thought it was stupid. And it's probably just a coincidence. It's probably just a coincidence. But she was she looked legitimately worried that I wasn't gonna be there and I wasn't gonna turn up. And I wasn't. <laughs> and then I did at the last <laughs> second and she seemed to know it somehow. Yeah, I don't know. But you but there's a there's, Mama knows there's best. probably that connection there with your nanny Benny. And there's something about you talking to her that eases a piece of your mind, and there's nothing wrong with that, mate. I guarantee everyone else has done it. Yeah. I, there, there is a little bit of guilt. I, I've, I might have mentioned it to you before, to you two before. Um, there's a little bit of guilt within me, which is that I was a lot more cut up about our friend Sven dying than I was my nanny, and I always, I've always feel bad about that. I know why that is now. It's because Sven was so sudden, whereas my nanny, yeah. she deteriorated yeah, for the best part. She deteriorated for the best part of the year, and I made my peace with like her passing away, like the last time I visited her in hospital, because I. I took one look at her, and, I, and that's when I realised like she wasn't coming back. But the worst thing, like going back to my going to my nanny's funeral, um, the day well the day my nanny died, my auntie came up to me and said, "Oh, nanny wanted you to um, help carry the coffin." And I was like, yeah, "Oh, absolutely! Like I'm well down for doing that." The funeral happened. You know, went off. Everything went off without a hitch. Um, it wasn't like until a few days after where I'm like I'm laying in bed like. Not obviously not being able to sleep and think and thinking to myself, God, wouldn't it have been fucked up if I had like dropped the coffin, like tripped over and dropped the coffin? Like it is, it, it already happened, and yet I'm thinking of things that like terrible, horrible things that could have happened like three or four days after the event. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the that's where my head was at there. Um, Blossom has also just passed on a message about our trip to Norwich today. Um, we went to Starbucks at some point just to have a coffee and a little bit of a cake and something to eat about 11 o'clock. And obviously having this baby thing must be affecting me because um, after holding Freya and feeding her for a bit in Starbucks, I went and reached for my, well, reached for what I thought was my drink to have a little bit of coffee. Where in fact, I had um, Freya's bottle in my hand and <laughs> just just about touched it to my lips, ready to take some of that sweet formulaic goodness. But I stopped at the last second when I saw the look on Blossom's face, like, what the fuck are you about to do, you dumb boy? I thought you were going to say that you can tell you're a mushy daddy now because you said to the girl behind the counter, on my cup, can you put bestest daddy, please? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say, <laughs> but no, okay. Uh, my usual tactic of doing um, former Ipswich Town players' names, I couldn't really do in Norwich. I'll get kicked out of town. Oh, fair point, yeah. Can you write Dazelle yeah. on there, please? <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is better than when we go and just ask them to write serial killers on. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was that one girl who spotted it immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Okay, you got it. You got it straight away. <laughs> yeah, we tried setting her up as Sven. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God, we got here quickly. Adam. Advice for people this week. 
Right. Let's go. Well, we've got we've got two options. Do we want something that's actually kind of a genuine question, or do you want something that's someone has posted and it was just such a stupid question they really shouldn't have? Hmm. I think genuine. Okay. Only yeah. because I think if it's a stupid question, you just kind of what's the what's the point kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, this a, is this something that someone's asked you to bring up? No, no, it's <laughs> it is something that's both of these came from Quora. Can I? I'll, ah. What we'll do is as we sign off. I'll read the last stupid one. Just so you can hear the question, we won't respond to it. But for the real question, right, if a wedding invitation says no children, would it be reasonable if I show up with a newborn baby as they don't make any fuss, nor eat, or need seating arrangements? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm. I love that. I love, I love the grey areas of life Mm. where people will just try and... Yeah, but what about th- that's that's what my daughter does all the time. I'll just say, George, yeah. can you tidy your room? And she'll go, Yeah, but think about it this way. I'm like, just do the fucking thing I've told you to do, okay? Yep. She's like, hey, but hang on a minute. But what if I do this instead? No, just uh, no just repeat children. that for me again, please, Anna. <clears throat> okay. If a wedding invitation says no children, would it be reasonable if I show up with a newborn baby as they don't make any fuss nor eat or need seating arrangements? All of which is a fucking lie. Completely. It's a newborn baby. Of course it makes fuss, of course it needs feeding, and of course it needs some type of seating arrangement. It's not going to yeah, sit might in your, be your lap all day. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, it might be a lap or, like you say, the crook of your arm, but it still needs somewhere. It's still going to be there. It's not just going to flow. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just imagining like the, the group wedding photo of all the guests and just this person standing off into the, in the corner, still in shot on a picture, but just them and their baby just like... Almost photobombing the picture in the background. Them just like literally holding the baby out. All you see is their <laughs> arms. <laughs> just the baby. <laughs> I think, okay, so if it's me, I would say you shouldn't take that baby for the reason that, oh, you see, could you ask the question? Could you say to them, okay, like you've brought the baby, but when we're doing speeches and things, if that baby starts leave. crying, you've got to leave the room. Yeah. Or if we're doing our vows or something. Because I've been to... I went to a wedding... Oh, my God. When was this? God, years ago. Years and years and years ago. And the whole time during the best man and the groom speech, there was a baby just absolutely going for it. Like, proper going for it. Like, yeah. Like that. And I just thought, would you not just take that baby out of the room? Why? It's clearly mm. annoying everybody. You have to take exactly. it out. You can't both be, like both parents, if both parents are there, you can't both be really, really invested in that wedding. Because it's either going to be one of your friend's wedding or one of your family's mm. wedding. Yeah. It's not going to be both of you. So the other parent, like if I went with like one of my kids' mums and it was her family, I would take the baby out. And I've done that at funerals where I've gone to the funeral and I've stayed outside of the funeral with the baby despite wanting to be there to support like my, my partner and her family is, well, I've got a baby and the baby isn't going in the funeral so I'll stay out of the ceremony. So that's what you would do in that situation. But I, I agree, you would not just turn up. How irresponsible would that be? Where you just go, I know you said no kids, but... You invited me, and I've got a newborn baby. 
And I said, yes, yeah, so you should know that I'm coming with a baby. Yeah, And I particularly a... liked this question because this is exactly what happened with us at your wedding. <laughs> was, really? Your wedding was no children. And there were no other children at all. But I had a relatively newborn baby. Just, when, when was your wedding? Like, what month was it? Was it May? May to, Yeah, May 2009. Yeah. So she would have been eight months old. So it's not a newborn baby, but still as needy as a newborn baby. And you made a special con- like dispensation for me and my partner and my kid to come. But we'd arranged that all months in advance and said, right, don't worry, like we'll we'll make sure there's like a high chair available, that there is a seating place for that child on one of the tables, so it's included within the seating plan. She even got like a little name place as well, which was fantastic. And I think they've still got that somewhere. But all of that was pre-arranged. And even then, once the meal and the speeches were done, we went so you guys could all enjoy your party and you didn't have to worry about a newborn baby getting fussy and crying because we wanted to stay like while you're all dancing and having drinks. That's what you should be doing. That's the way to do it, but not just turning up. Okay, I don't think our wedding was no kids. Yeah. Because there, were no there was other definitely kids there. Yes, no, there were. Because Sarah's Sarah's hang on, what relationship what relation is it? Sarah's <laughs> auntie had three children, and they were all there. Because the youngest one at that time was about nine. His name is... That's what's going to come... I've asked Sarah to come down. I'm sure his name's Josh, I want to say. But there are pictures with him in. Now, I think... Okay. I th- think... I don't remember any other kid being there. But I know it, I it think, was pretty much Actually, no, limited. yeah, there was another kid there as well. There was another... Yeah, there were, yeah, there were definitely kids there. There wasn't many, I'll give you that. But I think that's just because the people we invited either didn't want their kids there or didn't have kids. Because yeah, yeah because my other <laughs> friends my other friends should have came and they and they didn't come because one of their kids was ill. And they were yeah, yeah, they could bring kids. Yeah, definitely. There was uh, definitely kids there. Because um Fine. I feel less special now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Because oh, I think we yeah, because we'd realised that there were certain people like yourselves that we wanted there. And we said, Well we can't say no kids. Because then Adam won't come, and I want him there. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, there has to be kids because if he's because like he's not going to leave his fucking. How old was Sophie at the time? Like three well, months, been about five eight, months, eight months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, well, he's not going to leave his kid with somebody. So like, the kids have to come, otherwise he won't be there, and I want him there. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely kids there, but you're right though. I think there was maybe only two or three. It wasn't like normal sort of weddings where it's just overrun. And we didn't have yeah. a, um, there was no kids table or anything like that. The kids just kind of sat with their, with their parents. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that's the important thing, is to realise that, yeah, these kids, however old they are, because a newborn baby is still a child, and if they say no children at all, they mean no children. So they mean, like, no space for children. It's not going to be suitable for children. Like, the the activities, the length of the, the ceremony, for example. Because you came to my wedding, and you know how long that fucking ceremony was. Because it's a proper <laughs> church wedding. Yeah, that's oh. true. Horrible. Yeah, and it's I like, if you, if you had to have a newborn baby through that, my 
God. Like, some of my family did dip in and out. As I saw, because it's like, <laughs> fucking hell, it's like the fifth hymn. <laughs> we get out, I've got to get my kids a bit of fresh air before they get restless. But I think, but yeah, if, yeah, if you can... Can't turn up. If you ask... You're, but you're well within your rights to ask the question. I know it says no kids, but I'm just checking the parameters of what you mean by kids. Yeah. Because you could say, well, this is a baby, not a kid. You could you say, well, kids... Print. Yeah, kids means like 3 to 15 kind of thing. I mean, before that, it's baby. Yeah. After that, you're practically an adult. So you can ask the question. But then if they say, absolutely not, no kids under any circumstances, and you rock up with your baby, then you are the arsehole, unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you may as well right. just turn up in a white dress as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, And your plus half one is dress, like the, the bride's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you may as well Sorry, Sarah's that. I've got to ask a question yeah. now. There were kids at our wedding, weren't there? Because I was thinking of Diane and Neil's son. He was there. <laughs> and the two girls were there. No, I know, they weren't like... Is this making it in? He's an old man, his memory's old... going. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> we'll cut this. What, what's no, what's going to happen is he's going to like get his wedding album out now. <laughs> he's going to do like some forensic yeah. <laughs> like picture it. It's gonna have one of those big like rostrum cameras that you can like zoom in and like pan the ph- the photograph around. Yeah, but it wasn't no kids, was it? That's the fiftieth episode special. It's uh, a yeah. <laughs> master's going for his wedding album and just describing <laughs> just <laughs> describing every image in the wedding yeah. album. Oh my god, his his wedding audio book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we get our audible sponsorship. Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're back in the room. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Don't cut any of that out. No, I'm not gonna. That, I'm that not needs gonna. to stay worry. in. Yeah, good. it's gonna stay in. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was over yeah, here. Our content was, as well. gold. It was good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, no, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah confirmed. It wasn't no kids. There were just no kids. It wasn't. Yeah. specifically no kids. There were just no kids. I'll, I'll let you off. I mean, we had to come from the other side of the country. So <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, we, we're like bringing our kids regardless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Benny, if it was your friend and they said no kids, say like, who's your who's your best friend apart from me and Adam? Obviously, we're we're, we're one and two clearly. <laughs> yeah, but like Benny, if your best like if your best mate said I'm getting married next weekend, like sorry, well, let's no say kids. let's say like my the next person I know is getting married is um, Steve. You know Steve from um, Steve, the NFL. Yeah, group. Steve Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Steve. Shout out yeah. to Steve. So if he said uh, no kids, unless he unless he if he's listening to this, and I hope Steve listens to this, Steve, unless you make me the best man, and you if, if you say Jordan, you're my best man. But Frey is not allowed to come. I'll come. But <laughs> any other reason? No. Best man or nothing, Steve. I hope you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree so, with yeah, that. Forget about Freya. That doesn't matter, obviously. It's clearly <laughs> just about being the best man. Exactly. <laughs> I think we better end on that absolute shocking show of um, loyalist, uh, loyalty there yeah. from Benny over his daughter. So, so this person then... Are we thinking uh, a stoning, a shunning, or a heavening? <laughs> okay, if you check the fine print and it says under no circumstances, then it's a stoning for sure. Yep. Actually, no. No, because you... No, that's not part of the equation. You should absolutely ask. If you just... The question is if you just turn up. No, if you just turn up, that's a, yeah, that's a stoning for sure. Yeah. For me. Well, I because, think... it, again, it's not about you. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, it's not yeah, your day. you're right, yeah. Yeah, you'd be yeah, it's not your day. Yeah. As we proved with, we shouldn't have let Sophie to our wedding because she stole the spotlight. But, <laughs> you know, 
that, it's not that kid's day. It's my day. And if I'm saying no kids, no kids. It's my day. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think. Actually, it's the bride's day. And uh, yeah, my, yeah, fair my, little, my little Freya will outshine any bride. But then, <laughs> but then that's the problem then, Benny, is that the bride will then make it misery for me. So I have to then <laughs> make the point. Like, it will somehow Wait, be hold, my hold fault. On. Hold, hold on. Steve's bride is going to seek you out and make your life a misery. <laughs> Maybe. If I could probably be my kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what, Adam? What was the uh, what was the what was the silly question? Okay, so to ra- to round it off, the the ridiculous question: My child just called me sus. What does this mean, <gasps> and what do I do? <laughs> oh God! Well, you just shout back, "No, you're sus." <laughs> I saw you venting. <laughs> yeah, and you're just kicking down the stairs. I saw you venting, and then you push him out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. You take a vote with the dad. Gang upon the kid, so it's two votes to one. So the kid has clearly lost the vote, and they have to leave because exactly. that covers you. That covers you legally. Then you're legally obliged <laughs> to push them out of the window or down the stairs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what you're saying is that's an automatic heavening. It is. <laughs> yeah, automatic heavening, but in the wrong. It's the wrong kind of heavening, yeah. but it is a heavening for sure. <laughs> All right, great stuff. There we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you, boys? No, all good, thank you. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy your week. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow Adam on the Twitch. He only needs two more followers to become an affiliate and then he can start making us all some money because, once again, his success is our combined success. Yes. It's, it's how we right. get better audio equipment is through the success of my Twitch stream. <laughs> That's correct. All right, there we go. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Bye-bye.